Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Monday, January 29th. What's in your bucket? Today's scripture reading is found in Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 through 37 from the First Nations Version. And as you may know by now, the First Nations Version, well, it's that New Testament translation by members of the Native American community, and I just keep being drawn back to it. Some of you that may really irritate, but uh, just run with it. Uh, I would encourage you. Um, I appreciate the forthrightness and the freshness of it, which is why I'm doing this. Um, I think Jesus approves, too. And I don't think you, Eugene Peterson minds. Of course, I usually go to the message, which, well, is equally lambasted by just, who, well, whoever you might happen to be talking to. But there we go. First Nations version. Here's the reading. You nest of poisonous snakes. How can you who are evil speak any good things? What is in your hearts will come out of your mouths. Good people speak from the good medicine stored in their hearts. Evil people speak from the bad medicine stored in their hearts. But I tell you, when the day comes for the final decision, human beings will have to give an answer for every worthless word spoken. The words that come out from your hearts will decide for or against you when you stand before the Great Spirit. This is God's Word. And just a side note, you have to love a daily devotion that starts with you nest of poisonous snakes. Oh, that's just fantastic. Okay. What's in your wallet? Okay, we've all probably seen the commercial and know the tagline for the credit card company that shall remain unnamed. We don't get any royalties here. Presumably, if we have that credit card, we'll get whatever we may want or get wherever we need to be. Sort of like the American Express Traveler's Checks back in the day. Okay, actually, that's way back in the day. Yes, what's in our wallet is surely an important question, but an even more vital question is what's in your bucket? This is the question Bob Goff asks in one of the chapters of his book, Everybody Always, Becoming Love in a World Full of Setbacks and Difficult People. I've been reading that a lot. In fact, I just finished it up. I'm recording this at the, well, the last week of December here, almost the last day of December, the last day of 2023. Excellent read. Strongly encourage it. And, well, this is the question he asks. Um... If you've been following these devotions lately, you just may remember me mentioning this book and excerpting it a time or two. I trust this is okay with Bob, but how could it not be? He regularly gives away copies of the book with his cell number written on the inside cover. In fact, I think his cell number is in the author's information section. Never seen that before, but he wants it out there. He says, call him. Anyway, I'm guessing he probably wouldn't mind and he always answers the calls simply because that's what he believes love does. Love always answers. Anyway, the question Bob poses to us, what's in your bucket? You see, he once came across a children's book that totally changed his life. Children's books can do that. 
It was a book about buckets, he writes, and its premise was simple. We become in our lives what we put in our buckets. Since the last thing Bob is given to do is abstractions, he went to the hardware store and bought a metal bucket that he carried with him everywhere as a three-week experiment, during which time he says he looked like a dairy farmer. Everywhere. In cars, in sailboats, in subways. Everywhere. The immediate need he was feeling was for patience. So the bucket became his constant companion, reminding him to fill his bucket with patience every day. His wife ended up telling him he needed a bigger bucket. Bob's point? If we fill our buckets with a bunch of business deals, we'll turn into business people, he says. If we fill them with arguments, we'll become lawyers. If we fill them with a critical spirit, we'll become cynics. If we fill them with joy, we'll experience tremendous happiness. Or, to lean into today's reading from the Gospel of Matthew, if we fill our hearts with evil suspicions and bitter accusations, we'll become a brood of vipers. Bob continues, I believe in the concept so wholeheartedly, I filled my bucket with sprinkled donuts one day just to see what would happen to me. He doesn't share how that one turned out, but he does underscore the main point here. The simple message Jesus has for us is if we fill our buckets with love, we can actually become love. Now, I'm not recommending that we all go out and empty the hardware stores of metal buckets as we all walk around like an army of dairy farmers. But I am hitting the pause button on this devotional flow before we jump into our next teaching series for the simple purpose of filling our buckets with the love we've been reading about in the letters of John. And I propose we do this by intentionally filling our bucket with the 13 lines on the 13th page of Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the first one. As we rescue these 13 lines from all those wedding ceremonies where we've heard them recited and put them line by line, word by word, into our individual and collective buckets. Who knows? Fill our buckets with 13 of the most profound lines ever composed about the love of God that has altered the course of human history and that is the catalyst at the core of the new heavens and the new earth that are breaking into this world. Well, we just might become an embodiment of that catalyst of divine love ourselves. So, as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder. So, just what is in your bucket? What would others say is in your bucket? How do we fill this bucket, our bucket, my bucket, with love? Lord, let me not just memorize the lines of Paul's hymn to love in Corinthians. Let me become the strains and notes and rhythms of this hymn. Let me not merely sell all my possessions and give to the poor in one great sweeping gesture. Let me become love. Let me not merely kindle a passion for you that yields my flesh to flames. Let me become love. Let me not merely cultivate miracle-working love that leaves the world gobsmacked. Let me become love. Let me not merely talk a good game, look the part, play the role. 
Let me fill the bucket of my life with love, line by line, word by word. Through your mercies. <laughs>